Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Super excited to welcome everyone back to the Queen Divas podcast with my beautiful co-host, Stephanie. Um, we are excited to talk to you all today about something that we recognize is commonly a problem for women that we get, that we come across and we get it as coaches. And I'm sure everyone listening to this will be nodding in agreement as they're hearing what I'm about to say is how many times we have someone present and they're like, I'm great with training. In fact, I'm super motivated to train. In fact, most of them overtrain. And then they go, <laughs> but I really fall the shit with the food. I really yeah. can't get my head around food. I really can't be consistent. I cannot get my act together. I mean, you're nodding, Steph, because you know, you hear it all the time too. That was me, man. That was totally me. What you just said was like me. I'm at the beginning of my fitness journey. I was like, give me all the weights, give me all the training sessions, but let me eat whatever the hell I want. You know what I mean? Like, this is the reason why I'm training. I want to eat whatever the heck I want, which is why I looked at training as that exertion of giving me the pleasure of being able to eat whatever I want. But then little came the realization that I wasn't getting the results that I wanted to see physically. And that's kind of when you're like, huh, scratching your head. Like, what am I doing wrong? I'm trying so hard I'm training so hard but in reality guys are we really trying in the nutrition are we really trying to learn are we really like preparing like which is kind of what we want to talk about today is you know how can we make this easier and to you know obviously follow and a little bit of tricks and hacks that we have been able to learn along the way um, um, I know Steph you'll admit to this like and we know there's evidence there is scientific evidence to you know completely confirm what I'm about to say that most people, and I'm talking most in the biggest of majority numbers here, um, completely underestimate or overestimate when they're guesstimating. <laughs> so if you're literally just weighing it, <laughs> and you think I mean, it's you so can clean. get in grams, it's just not going to happen. So, so you know, I think that's so the first thing off the mark is that, you know, do you need to always be constantly weighing everything, you know, like this food Nazi? No, you don't. But until you're mm-hmm. at a point where everything's under control, there's a level of homeostasis, you are able to, with confidence, relatively come close to guessing an, an, an eyeball of food, then you need to be weighing and measuring and tracking everything diligently to get everything. to that point. Yeah. It takes time to understand yes. how much your couple of extra shots of something or, you know, salad dressings or extra scoop yeah. of nuts really can blow out all of your numbers for the whole week. Absolutely. So My that's God. probably the first thing to say. Almond milk is not the same as water. Okay. People like we always think like, well, it's just liquid. Like it's okay. It doesn't really have a lot of calories. Check what it has. Like everything has literally a caloric, you know, value, which we have to track bubble gum. I have so many clients like, but it's just a piece of gum, you know, it's sugar-free, right? Like it's, it's all these, but look, sugar, alcohol still accumulate too a carbohydrate as well. So we have to really, really break down everything that goes inside of our mouth, whether if it is just snack, 
snacks uh, or liquids that you may not think of. I know Starbucks is a very big friend of everybody. <laughs> and they think that like all these additives that they're adding to their yeah. coffee are like okay and that they shouldn't be tracked in reality even creamer uh, or even a sweetener should be even tracked i actually Um, think most people would be shocked if they started to track their coffee as to what they're actually mm -hmm. consuming what the energetic value of that is and look while we're on that topic i plan for my coffees without doubt every single part of the day all the way (laughs) through my prep you know what i don't need to hate life so I don't give up coffee, even to the point where now in this, you know, fertility journey I'm on and I can't have caffeine like I normally do. I'm still oh. having a decaf every morning because it's a placebo effect of, you know, heart. You still, get, the, you still get those tastes. You still get you those do. tastes. You do. And it's a very negligible amount of caffeine. But uh, yeah, yeah, you do. And I'd refuse to have mine as a long black. I just, ew. I mean, that's just a <laughs> bastardization of something that God gifted us uh, with that we should be enjoying in its full merit, which means yeah. a creamy beautifulness. So I'm like, I, I allocate my milk and I account for it. If you're mm-hmm. having your whole meal plan and then throwing these, you know, lattes or cappuccinos or whatever on oh the top my of God. that, oh my God, you're adding an extra couple of hundred to 300 odd calories. Yes. Uh, and there goes your deficit out the window. Exactly. And then there goes, of course, maybe you staying in a maintenance and wondering why you've plateaued, which is kind of why we're talking about this. A lot of people think I've plateaued. I have not got progress in a while, but these are the little small things that we're not tracking that really make a huge difference as far as knowing if you are in a deficit or if you need to maybe adjust your macros a little bit more um, to obviously yeah. follow the goal that you're trying to achieve. And this um, is usually the key, isn't it, Steph? Like we see people go, I've been doing this. I've been doing so hard. I'm training like a beast and I'm, you know, all of the things and I'm not getting anywhere. My weight's (laughs) not going away. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because if we look at this properly, you're not actually weighing things for four out of your seven days of the week. You're probably not counting in the extra cup of coffee or whatever you've had in your car in transit to pick up the kids. Like, of course, you're not going to have a change because you literally have reduced your deficit, if not taking yourself out of it completely, right? Right. And and I think where you just nailed it too, though, is is really not understanding too what is snacking and what is a calorie because we think that it's maybe just okay to have. Um, Like, we're talking about these coffees a lot and we're talking about snacks a lot because these are normally where we kind of add in these added like additive calories as well as like I'm, I'm going back to these candies and gums because so many and this is something I come across the board for clients that they're just like but it was just a gum I'm like it, it's fine if you're going to implement it but you have to calculate track it and it. actually you know track it exactly like I have a client that she'll eat up to like a few packs throughout the week but look it's fine she tracks it like it's accounted for I'm not going to be tripping over it if she's actually like getting results and she's getting the gum in and I'm like okay fine you're getting results it's not a big deal but if you are giving me the answer of I'm not getting results just like Ali said I don't know what's happening I, I I'm doing all the training I'm eating all the foods but you're not tracking these extra foods that you're having yeah. then you are going to be having some um, issues as far as seeing results Um, Another thing that I find a lot of people struggle with is actually the way they meal prep, right? They make their life a lot harder and they end up trying to pick their foods the day of and figure things out on the day of their meal plan um, versus scheduling 
scheduling and preparing their food beforehand. I like to schedule a couple days of the week that I go to the grocery store. And this actually is non-negotiable. Like I go two times a week, no matter what, like I like more fresher foods. If you only have one time a week, that's totally fine. Um, but for me, I'm able to go two times a week. So I get fresh items. Like for me, it's always going to be on a Monday and honestly on a Friday, because I know the weekends are going to be more jam packed for me. So it's actually at the beginning and end of the week. So then I can prepare uh, for the beginning and for the weekend, um, prepare for the weekend guys. I think so many people like just yeah. let them prepare for Monday through Friday, and then do not have another prepared meal for the weekend, which is then what leads them to eat out. And then there goes those five days of tracking and two yeah. out the window. Um, that then just leads us into this vicious cycle of uh, not understanding why we're not seeing progress when we're having. 1500 every day, Monday through Friday, but then we go on 3000, you know, <laughs> plus calories on Saturday and Sunday because the drinks and the burgers and the bird, like pizzas are coming in. So you, you have to really make sure you do track on the weekends and have meal prep already prepared for yourself. So if you're one of your, those individuals that doesn't like eating, like really, really raw, like, I don't want to say raw, um, past cooked food if you know what I mean like I'm very spoiled when the aspect of having after five days I'm not going to touch it I'm just not going to eat that so I know myself I need to have fresh food cooked and prepped inside my fridge otherwise I won't eat it um so I do that two times a week for myself that's grocery shop and meal prep I don't just do the one time a week like most people will do on Sunday and just do it for the whole week by Saturday I'm not going to eat that meal guys like it's just yeah it's, I'm it's, the same I go Sundays and Wednesdays so I usually prep Sunday afternoon Sunday night and it's for Monday Tuesday Wednesday then I do again Wednesday night for Thursday Friday Saturday and then obviously you know fresh again Sunday so I think you know if you're in a position where you can be making it because you know you might be like us where we're working out of a home environment and you can be preparing your food fresh i always opt for fresh um yes but yeah but you know when you're in a prep process a comp prep process and it's like a deficit that's ongoing and you have all these other balls you're juggling i am a hundred percent a pre-prep meal planner on a sunday and a wednesday and i also think too you know if we break this apart for the people that are listening to this that are not in a prep process aren't a competitor just want you know to get great results in a day-to-day life and you know that socialization is a big important part of most people's level of happiness right being able to to get together and you know have those events with family and friends and have that connectivity to community it's huge and I'm all for that so one of the things that you know I think does help if you know you do like Steph say go by the wayside on weekends I think plan for your weekends so you know quite frequently we'll go um, you know through that with clients and be like look if we know you're a hectic socialite then we will basically go right we know we need to have this amount of um playground you know to work with on the weekends when it comes to your caloric budget and then we also know that we're going to allocate one you know if it's a, a business corporate woman um one day of the week where you might actually have you might allocate all your social networking for then we know yeah. that we'll probably need to also account for a a glass of wine or two or whatever we will actually plan for that and then you'll have your prepped made meals specific throughout the week and then you have that little bit more flexibility on the weekend but it's still accounted for like this is the key if you are not in a place where you're just in an intuitive eating and a position where you're not really fussed about whether or not you have a specific aesthetic outcome 
then you do need to have a level of planning, preparation, organization, and direction with what you're doing. And there's no point in saying, I'm just not going to do this. I'm not going to go out. I'm going to say no to all my friends. I'm not going to, you know, have dinners and family dinners. What's that? I'm going to bring my Tupperware. There's no point in living your life like that, people. If you're not coming into stage and it's not imperative to actually be like that, and I guess get to understand what your behaviors are and where you want to spend your energy and your efforts and then allocate towards that. You know what I mean? Like work out what your total weekly caloric intake should be. Work out then what the average daily is and then work out where you can play with a slightly lower rate, perhaps for the certain days where you know you're not going to socialize and have more on the ones where you are. But don't just wing it when you go out and have no direction, no plan, no strategy. And don't eat all every single meal of the day out because you'll easily blow out doing that. For sure. No, and I'm with you 100%. I think that it's so important to pre-plan your outings, your social events, your date nights, um, whether if it's a trip and vacation, actually pre-planning and knowing I'm going to have an off meal, but having all clean meals leading up to it, you pre-planned your breakfast, you pre-planned your lunch, that this dinner is going to actually have a little more room to be able to play, right? Like, and actually have maybe a few drinks and uh, a couple things like the bread that's like on the table with everybody eating and you're like, I can't have it because otherwise I can't calculate it, right? Like, (laughs) and all these things that we get so obsessed over that are just small, but they do add up. If we're, look, what we're referring to right now is more flexibility and still staying within your targets, but not falling off just because you weren't able to pick something off of your meal plan. I'm pretty sure that I'm sure you, Ali, your clients and my clients, anyone that's hearing this has food menu things to follow that you're able to pick and choose things that are off that menu that are most likely going to, you know, exactly. Like if it is chicken or if it's fish or if it's steak or salmon, whatever it is, is your main protein source, whatever is within your meal plan already, and it has options within your food swaps, your food menus, then you most likely are okay having it. It's just going to be maybe a different portion because it's uh, not weighed out the way that you have normally in your meals, but it is something that is not going to be extremely oversized because most places nowadays really honestly don't give these portion sizes that are overly sized. I think back in the day, I think that was kind of more of an issue. They would give you like extremely big portions. Don't get me wrong. The sides, like the carbs and like the vegetables and maybe those things that are on the side are going to be a little bit bigger, but for the protein, it costs quite a bit of money. So these companies are not really giving out this abundance of, you know, chicken, and steak to your meal. So it stays still within a range. So you are okay as long as you're selecting those protein sources that are within, of course, your food menu that you're already following. If you don't have a food menu, you guys looking at food swaps, looking at food families, food groups, like your protein, your carbohydrates, like that's going to come from slow digesting carbs and fast digesting carbs, as well as your vegetables that are going to come from different fibrous veggies. Um, You want to just kind of find those families that you like to eat, stick with them. I think one of the biggest things that for me, when, upon getting started, as well as clients that are beginning, if you give yourself something you absolutely loathe and do not like to eat, for example, for me, I do not really care for onions. And if you give me an onion, I'm not going to eat it. Like, I'm just not going to eat it. I'm going to skip it. I'm just going to eat everything on the plate 
and leave the onion. So why would I give myself that as one of my options to eat and force myself to eat that every day, right? So please choose the things that you genuinely like to eat. I know so many people, I hate fish. Well, you don't have to eat fish, darling. Okay. Like you do not have to eat it at all if you don't want to eat it, but there's so many other sources that you can eat that are going to actually equivalent the same protein source and amount that we're trying to reach. So if you are eating potatoes and you hate them, you don't have to eat the potatoes. Okay. You can find another carb source that you generally like. So select the things you want to eat. Please find these things that are genuinely something you look forward to. I'm going to definitely adhere to something that I want to look forward to than me hate it, loathe it and be like, Oh, I want to skip it. It's easier to let your mind play games with you and say, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> so instead you just skip it. So sticking to your plan does mean finding things that you actually want to eat. Um, um, if you don't want to eat it, maybe find something within that family group that you can learn to like. I know there's a lot of things that I didn't like upon getting started that I've learned to like along the way. For example, asparagus is actually one of them. I didn't really care for it. I didn't like it at the beginning. I think this is actually across the board. A lot of people that tell me, I don't like asparagus. Well, you don't have to eat it. Look, it's something that it's the way it's cooked, the way it's actually, you know, obviously made that makes you like it. Because if you do steamed versus like a grilled version, in my opinion, is way better than the steamed. Like, don't give me a steamed asparagus. Like, give me a grilled asparagus. Uh, but then again, you find these textures and things of within the food groups of things that you like, and you're going to look forward to all of your meals, every single one of them. You're not going to skip them because guess what? You're hungry. So you're going to eat the food in front of you. So that is one of my biggest tips that I found um, really helped me and really allows me to just genuinely look forward to all of my days and not be like, oh, I'm on a diet. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? It's good that you actually just said that because I think this is another key take-home point is that for everyone listening to this, and I'm a big believer of this even in prep, like my biggest issue when I come into a prep is just that my portions get smaller. But I'm yeah. still eating <laughs> I love. I don't restrict food groups. I don't remove anything. I don't follow a bright bro science chicken and fucking rice <laughs> meal. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I have a plethora of options. I'm dealing with my food but I also really love to stick to things that I know suit where I'm at at that point in time in my lifestyle so if I am hectic busy if I like back in the day when I was on the floor with clients in one-on-ones then I would be fasting to lunch only because I couldn't break it any earlier because my back-to-backs and then I would literally pick on the run on the go snacks that were easy to have in my handbag that didn't require heating up that could be really cool go options if I got stuck in an appointment I was out for longer couldn't make it home for my meal like I have plans everywhere where I go I literally have food falling out my shoe but I have options <laughs> that I carry in every part of my body so my point is to get here, out of the bra you're like <laughs> yeah I got my nuts right here but it's like no, that. totally absolutely and I you think this is where you set yourself up that you don't fall apart. We've got to go into a service station and pick up something fucking dodgy just because oh. you're right and you know the selection what you just said at like the gas station or just like a little quick stop are gonna be a lot more limited not saying you can't find options like I always make it work like if I really don't have something I just have to like maybe take a few extra minutes and read the labels and kind of do a comparison like what is better for me that you have here but what Ali said about actually having things at hand is the yeah. best tool, the best tool, no matter where you are, whether if you're on the go, working on the road, or you're extremely between meeting to meeting, back to back between clients, and you do not have the time, 
look, Ziploc bags are going to be your best friend. Okay. Like put everything in Ziploc bags and take them to go instead of putting them Ziploc bag. I'm sorry. Uh, Ziploc uh, containers. You actually put them in the bags and they're so flexible. They go in purses, they go in gym bags, they go in your backpack and they are able to control contain your protein powders, your nuts. Uh, for me, they contain like my protein pancakes sliced up. Uh, I like literally put in every little thing underneath the sun under it, whether if that's like my Cheerios, which is like a cereal for me, that is a multi-grain cereal that I'm able to have like literally on the go, but these are emergency snacks. And of course I'll have them weighed out already knowing how much is within this, you know, bag. And again, these are just really easy, simple strategies for you not to fall off and have to go and get that bag of chips of Doritos that actually has 13 grams of fat. You actually had something inside of your little Ziploc container um, or obviously inside your purse that you're able to just pop out and is a lot more macro friendly and it doesn't throw you off. Um, yeah. So all these things are extremely helpful. And I think uh, where you said, Ali, about like being extremely busy is this hits the nail on the head across the board for most yeah. of the society. They're just always so busy back to back with work um, that they don't really have these simple snacks. And just to go over a couple of the things that I personally like, like to already pre-make beforehand, um, mentioning one of them, I just said like the protein pancake. I think it's so easy to make it ahead of time and actually do a few for days ahead. Like when we're talking about meal prepping, these are so on the go. They could be eight like cold and you do not take, it's just like bread. They're just practically bread oats that are, you know, blended with eggs like it's so in protein powder like it's so simple like a three ingredient job right yes all you do is blend it you know put it on the skillet you know with the cooking spray make sure it doesn't burn because it will burn like a pancake you know and you, you just have it on the go and these are easy easy very macro friendly, low carb, you know, high protein, uh, snacks, as well as like just having with you rice cakes. Like I think this is across the board for any person in the yeah. world, you know, rice cakes are anyone's best friend as yeah. far as like, staying on track with snacks and being able to get that crunch, uh, or be able to put, you know, toppings on top of it and get a little different flavor of every, you know, um, style, whether if that's, you know, almond butter, if that's avocado, or if that's, you know, some type of spread that you love, like, hummus um so it is really easy to you know have these things at hand or even of course nuts kind of like what we brought up i think that's always overseen but nuts in my opinion really get over consumed by a lot of people um you thing to blow your entire macro budget yes right so so i'm yeah controlling more of and definitely weighing out your teaspoon or tablespoon oh yeah or the cups are comes effectively two tablespoons which is a ridiculously high level of calories a couple hundred calories it does so that's the one that i'm like oh please watch your nuts and like the little extra things that you do in that but as far as like you know even a protein bar goes a long way it really does like just having one inside of your bag um although i do kind of feel like protein bars are a little bit of glorified candy bars um especially in america you guys have like So it's a glorified candy bar. Like it's a candy bar with just a little protein yeah. in it. You basically may as well have a Snickers bar. Like actually. For yeah, some- I'd rather have a Snickers bar, honestly. <laughs> like I always tell my clients that, would you rather not have a Snickers bar instead of that protein yeah, bar? Exactly. You know? <laughs> I think, you know, look, um, one of my biggest um, hacks that I love to have is a packet of the, the little pre-packet, it's only 13 gram serving size of organic gluten-free popcorn. It's like Ooh, popcorn's great. calories. Yeah. There's like nothing in it at all. It's I love really it. quite low on all macros, but it just wants to take a hunger edge off. Yes. Well, yes. 
caught up in a school run, you're caught up in extracurricular activities, you've had a meeting go late. I literally always have protein powder with me and one of those, yep. and that's literally your protein hit a very small, low calorie, Dang. low, yep. relatively low carb, low fat option for you that doesn't blow your budget. So I have those two. I also take, I don't know if you guys have got them there, but we have them here in Australia. They're called Table of Plenty. They're a mini rice cake that actually have a dark chocolate coating on them. They're oh, amazing. Awesome. They're super low cal. And the, you can get a little mini packet of that. So again, portion controlled. Yes. So these yes. are things that don't require refrigeration, heating up, nothing. Controlled sizes. You can scan the barcode, throw it into your MFP if that's what you're using. But they're super easy to take. And then the other Howdy. thing I think a lot of people forget about is how good is just plain fruit? Having a couple oh of- Oh my God, berries and strawberries. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And super low yes. calorie if you're choosing strawberries and you know berries, right? But yep. powerful on so many other things they provide us on the micros. So they're, they're great options. I also really love to have my rice cakes. So I agree with you. I think rice cakes with a topping, either a controlled amount or, um, you know, something that you can really easily put on. So it might be like some, you might just run through and grab some deli hair from the deli. Oh, a little bit of meat. Have weighed out and then just put that on top. So, you know, there are options here for you. And I think that for me personally, anyone that's struggling to actually stay on point, having your snacks ready to go and always having options with you is number one, because then you've only really got to worry about two main meals being your lunch and your dinner because breakfast yeah. is always always done before you leave the house usually right or something you prepare and have on the run actually another thing i really love to have is a bacon and egg frittata so we make those and like you've talked about your pancakes they're brilliant cold so you can literally have those and then throw them in the fridge and take them and carry them with you and have them cold they're amazing super low That's calories cool. six of them is like 140 calories in total I think you guys have this over in the, um, in Australia too. I think here in the U S it's pretty common across the States is we have like, of course, like a Dan and yogurt has Oikos, which is usually like a protein based, low fat, no fat, actually, um, protein yogurt. Um, and I think I've seen you guys post it quite a bit over there. So, um, if that's something that you have access to, it practically is no fat and it does have a quite significant amount of protein in it. And yeah. for anyone that knows, of course, with yogurt, Yogurt. There's different types um, of yogurts and being with the casein protein, it's slow digesting. So it does help you feel up much longer. Uh, so the satiety is going to be there uh, prolonged for, for a longer duration of time. Um, and for me, I think like even with cottage cheese, for those that aren't, you know, dairy sensitive is actually a really, really easy tool for those that are like actually able to have like a little cooler or a little fridge clearly these aren't the best tools and things uh, to have if you don't have uh, something cold, like something to be able to keep cold. Um, otherwise you want to keep to something like uh, she said, like the frittata, the pancake, uh, little dry snacks, popcorns. Um, but the main thing is actually prepping your meals, right? Like these are snacks we're talking about just to make sure these are emergency snacks uh, to make sure you don't just go and, you know, pick a Chick-fil-A sandwich because that was easier for you, you know, like a to go fast food. Um, it would be to make sure you are pre-planning and cooking your food. If you do not have the time to cook, which I've had so many scenarios and so many instances where I'm, you know, prepping and I'm working so much and I just do not have the ability to prep and go to the grocery store and clean the dishes and do all this stuff. 
outsource your cooking guys please select like a good meal prep company and look they could do all the work for you you don't have to do the dishes you don't have to go to the grocery store you don't have to weigh out the food they can cook it for you you just have to select the company that's good i know there's so many out there and there's a lot of companies that maybe aren't the best as far as quality so finding one that's reputable that you you know of course recommend ali if there's some over there in the states i mean i'm in australia that you can recommend I oh, have some here so in the states that I'd be able to recommend, you know. Yeah, there's but, actually so many. And I think it's really going to come down to where you're geographically, geographically working, yeah. whether or not they're actually, depending upon where you are and what your goals are, whether or not they're open to preparing something to your actual macros. Because not every place. Yes, not all of them do. Correct. Yeah, we have a lot of pre-catered, pre-made. You can buy them. There's- fit them into your macros for the day right not necessarily catered specifically to where you go right i want three meals this is the split in each of the meals bring me whatever that's what i prefer yeah i prefer for me to be able to tell a company and say look i want four ounces of chicken you know four ounces of greens as well as potatoes and this is you know what i'm how many meals i'm getting and so if you don't find something like that and it's more like ali said that they already pre-make their meals and it already has their macros I've had a lot of instances where the value isn't as close to what they're saying it is. So the client isn't getting as good results. So finding something where they could bulk order um, or bulk cook, I'm sorry, your food. For example, my favorite is always going to be actually bulk ordering rather than pre uh, set meals. Only reason why is because I can pre cook, I'm sorry, pre weigh out my food for the day of. I'd prefer to just get, let's say, two pounds of chicken, two pounds of fish, and two pounds of potatoes. And then when it comes down to it, I weigh out my, um, my meals for that day. Uh, because I'm also weighing out for two individual people. It's not just myself. It's easier for me to just do it in like myself and put them into containers. So when you're meal prepping yourself, like for like you're cooking your food, keep in mind to maybe bulk and bulk contain your meals instead of having to prepackage your meals. Cause it does take a lot more time out of your day. Um, and I think that that has helped me in the past as well. If I just cook, like I said, a couple pounds of certain protein, couple pounds of, you know, the carb source, as well as the vegetable, I'm able to just take the night before and then pre-weigh my meals for the following day. It really makes it so easy. I actually um, love that strategy. It also means too, that if you've got the pre-prepared, you'll know this, you know, from your own experience with prepping and stuff that um, should macros adjust on any given day. Ah, exactly. Like, oh my God, I've already done the whole week. So now I'm going to be behind because I'm now eating more than oh, what my macros allow yeah. for. This gives you the ability to go, all right, well, no sweat. I'm just weighing out 100 grams instead of 130. More. Right. Or what if you get a cut, right? Like, hey, coach says, hey, you got to cut back and exactly. add like a few grams exactly. on this. You're like, exactly. but I already pre-weighed my food out. You feel like you're throwing it out when you you aren't. If you pre-bulk and you pre-cook your food, my biggest tool for myself when I'm at the grocery store, I, I'm very like very uh, picky with my meats. And if I don't see a good cut of steak, I'm not going to eat steak that week, or at least for that, you know, short period, a few days that I'm cooking for. But if there's just such an amazing piece of meat that I find that I'm like, it has no fat, like practically is nothing but red. There's no, you know, obviously all the lacy, you know, white that you normally will see inside of a, a of a steak. I'm just like, nah, I, I've got to fit in. I've got to fit in a steak this week. Like I'm going to have to make it work. We're going to have to adjust a couple 
all of these macros. I'm picking this steak this week and I'll cook it or whether if that's brisket or I'm just giving you an example of some of the options that normally for me are a little fattier, uh, I will go with and I will be able to base a lot of my meals uh, off of what I'm cooking. So for me, Chicken is obviously my go-to. I like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm extra surprised I haven't turned into a chicken as much chicken I've ate in my life. Um, and then next would be like a steak or some ground beef or, you know, ground um, type of meat. Um, but that's just because of like the lean or side that the ground meat is going to have. Not saying I don't prefer a steak over ground, you know, beef or minced beef is what Australians call it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's normally what my options are going to be. Otherwise, it's going to be some fishes, you know, some good salmons um, or just something out of the sea that I, I find that is really good at the market. This is where your ability to actually control your portion size is great. If you want to actually have it where you don't eat red meat during the week, then you eat red meat when you go out on the weekend for date night because they have portion sized options. So you know exactly the amount of oh, yeah. you're getting when you order that steak for those non-vegans that are listening to us anyway. <laughs> Sorry, you vegans. Sorry, so all my plant-based eaters. Like a great portion control um, yeah. you know, food source when you're actually eating out. And I think another really great hack for everyone when they're thinking about how to do this in a way that, you know, um, makes it easier if you've got a hectic home life and preparing for more than just one is structure yeah. meals and think about putting together meals that are family friendly. Now, obviously you're going to have sauces and condiments and all this other fun stuff for the kids and the hubby, but for yeah. you, you take yours out first and then you prepare the rest for them with all the trimmings, right? But you don't have to cook two meals. You don't have to make 3 billion different items. You can literally keep it simple. And some of the best things to do is like a roast chicken or a roast piece of meat. You know, you can do um, you can do grilled fish, grilled chicken breast. You can do the items and then, you know, target up their sides, which might be a little bit more fun than yours. But it's, again, one cooking, you know, um, event for you rather than prepping all these different things. A hundred percent. And I think actually you just saying that reminded me, guys, just want to give you one of my biggest best friends in my meal prepping of just the kitchen is the crock pot. Like if you guys have a, like crock pots, the name out yeah, there, right? Like yeah. that's okay. So slow cooker. I think that's what the name is like slow cooker, right? So we call it crock pot here in the States and the crock pot saves so much time saves my life. I literally, I'm in the kitchen, washing the dishes of the day. I'm putting the meat into the crock pot. I go to bed. I turn this on slow, like on low, slow, however you want to say it. And I wake up to the house already cooked up my chicken or steak or meat, whatever I've put in there. And it smells so good. And I'm really ready to just weigh out all my meats. If you have not used a slow cooker while you're at home, maybe working, maybe you start the day, uh, maybe it's opposite for me. Maybe you wake up and you do it. And then by the end of the day, it's already done. Uh, great. In my case, I do it at the end of the day before bed so that when I wake up, it is ready to go. And you can switch so many recipes, so many different styles of ways that you can do the slow cooker. You could do fiesta chicken with like salsa and chicken breast. You could do, of course, like a roast beef. Uh, you could do a pot roast. Of course, we could even do turkey tenderloin and make it Thanksgiving. Like there's just so many options that you could do with the crock pot. So yeah, definitely use that. If you have not been using that as one of your meal prepping tools, I highly suggest it. And my favorite is the air fryer. 
I believe it. Oh, but how tedious is it though, Allie? Like, God, I'm sorry, but I love it. I love the taste and I love the outcome. But when it comes down to time, that I'm sorry. That's we just not my friend. Three. Not my friend. We've got them all, all lined up. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a different story. You got three of them. This Martha Stewart, babe. I've got this meal prep thing down to a fine art. We've got something in the oven. I don't have three, Ali. Okay, my kitchen like counter doesn't hold three. Fries. We've got to get on your level. <laughs> it's awesome to go. And then you know, Chris also have a skillet going. Usually have you know maybe the walk on as well. But it's literally everything going. At Disclaimer, once. guys. Chris's is like a magic, like a magical chef. Yeah. Like I don't know if you guys he's know this. A master. But, um, yeah like he's a magician in the we kitchen can make, like, um, you know like you can make some really tasty and people always talk about how chicken gets boring right so if you're getting tired of eating the same thing it's because to me not being creative enough with how you're actually preparing it you're failing to use low low calorie options with sources and or ways absolutely. to crust or coat something you're also failing to use your basic herbs and spices like i just think that something food getting boring means you're being lazy that's how it is uh -huh. and i'm like go into the kitchen and right. creative. like it's crazy and they don't have to be time expensive options like throwing herbs and spices on something takes you two seconds don't lie to me that it takes more time it's really and it doesn't all no, you gotta do is like <laughs> sprinkle exactly. a couple right exactly. like sprinkle so, and another thing i think people always overlook is the oils like they don't realize that when you're cooking in olive oils or any kind of cooking oil you are adding so many other calories so if you have not calculated or tracked this since we're talking about how to make sure you're tracking staying on track meal prepping preparing to have a successful you know obviously uh you know lifestyle we want you to make sure you're using like a cooking spray and add your oils to something you actually know you're sauteing a yeah. chicken does not need to be sauteed to cook a chicken needs a little bit of a coat which is going to need on the skillet which is from cooking spray which is so low in calorie as well as in the amount that gets spread it's it's still relevant but again it's such a lower amount that when we're doing teaspoons or tablespoons of coconut oil or olive oil we are adding on a big amount like a big amount of you know calories as well as fats so please keep that in mind when doing your sauteed veggies or sauteing anything uh, or even just cooking your meats please 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 use your cooking sprays and this is where like using something like an air fryer is great because you actually don't need any oil at all it no. actually cooks from the inside Fair. the way that it heats is it heats from the inside out so rather than burning the edges and having something still not cooked on the inside because you know a lot of people will have the heat too high they just don't understand how to cook at all challenge an air fry set your timer it's done ladies and gentlemen huh? you don't have to think about it but the best part is you can do things like um take an average chicken breast which can be really fucking boring but cut it up use a tiny bit of spray on it roll it in like a quinoa um or almond flake breading very small yeah. roll it into the air fryer and you've got popcorn chicken you can do yeah. your fish we cut it up and roll it in like a low sodium soy and throw it in with a little bit of like a, a glaze and that becomes like this beautiful almost like a teriyaki version of fish yeah. low calorie doesn't blow your budget can have it all the way through to a stage like these are the things that you need to be doing so if you're actually you know failing in the kitchen i think first things first look at how can you plan your time better how can you shop and be organized put your planned meals for say even if it's a monday to friday then you have a separate thing on saturday and sunday 
still plan for, put them on your fridge, print them out, have them on the fridge, know what you're going to be eating, know what you're going to be making, know what your next meal is. So there's no everything. I would be having it so that you've got designated days. I do Sunday, Wednesday, you know, Steph does hers on a Monday and a Friday. Find what works best for you, your lifestyle, your rituals and your home life and then implement it. Also looking at having the go on the go, on the fly snacks that are easy, easy to transport, great to track, portion control. There are so many options out there, guys. Find what works for you and have them. Have them as a safe goat and a backup plan, regardless of even taking prep meals. If you're in a prep process and you're coming through to a comp stage, then a six pack bag will be your best friend own. Yes. <laughs> you're going to need to take everything with you all of the time. There is no room for error when you're in a prep process. So that's my next bit of advice. But lastly, I think that the key to it all is, and you know, Steph has mentioned this as well, finding the things you actually want to eat and like and integrating them into your life, not cutting out food groups or eliminating social events with family and friend, disconnecting from community, that will make you derail faster than anything. Not getting hung up on stuff to the point where it becomes an obsession or borderline eating disorder um, behavior. We want to remove all of those, but just literally having an understanding about how to make basic foods taste great, how to have a level of structure and really getting your head around what portions look like and how to order the relevant or, you know, complementary item out if you get stuck out, right? So I think they're probably our biggest take-home points from, from our conversation today. And if you don't plan, team, if you fail to actually have a bit of a strategy and you're winging it on the day with an if it fits your macros, you're preparing to fail (laughs) you'll be one of those people going i just can't get results and i train like a beast but i'm getting nowhere well that's why guys that's why we say when you fail to prepare you're prepared to fail okay like that's literally exactly what we're doing when we do not prepare when that means your meal prep or if that in that means your your gym clothes to go to the gym uh, maybe the time slot that you're going to be eating I think this is one of the things that we didn't really talk about which was timing and actually getting your meals in or the amount of times that you eat in the day so just to wrap this up I think that's really important for you guys to take home is make sure you're actually selecting the time frames and maybe windows that you realistically can eat in your day versus trying to force times that you really can't and they're not good for you in your work schedule or your life so make sure you're eating enough stop skipping your meals for long duration of times and then just you know eat all by the end of the day that's not where your metabolism is going to favor it does need nutrients but it doesn't need them all at one time so make sure you are selecting times of the day whether that's three times of the day or five times of the day there's no right or wrong you do not have to be eating six little meals a day to get results you can eat three meals a day and still get results but you have to make sure you're eating the right amount and tracking your food so please track your food make sure you're eating the things you love things that you actually genuinely at least like maybe you don't love them yet you may learn to love them along the way and maybe make your variety of foods a lot wider Um, but along the way you're going to also learn where you mess up and you're going to be able to find things to help you obviously 
you know, fall back on to not mess up um, any further on those things. So just learn. This is a learning process, guys. This isn't something that we're going to just get all figured out the first week, the first month. We continue. Look, I continue learning till this day. So many things about myself, about maybe my meal prepping, my planning when I'm traveling, uh, my preps itself. So look, you're learning. We're all learning. This is every person in the world. So no one's doing better than you. You just have to make sure that you're trying. That's already bigger battle than most people have already lost. So try track and make sure you're at least making sure you're following a plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, I hope you got enough out of today's episode discussing all things, you know, food, um, meal prepping and how to keep your results on track. And we'd love to hear from you. So if you've had, um, you know, a hack or a strategy that's yes, really great for you, share. Please, let us know share it and tag us because we would love to hear it I'd i know love to hear it so many of you you share you know the episode and we love that i really appreciate it i know steph and i you know really value our our audience so you know we would love to have you share it and then maybe give us your hack what works for you what you've learned along the way that'd to be awesome stay on track that would be great because i just think yes. sharing is caring the more that we can you know, um, share all of our knowledge and the better off everyone will be. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks everyone. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.